You're listening to the Piece of Food Wellness Podcast, a podcast that inspires you to piece together the physical and the spiritual. My name is Leticia, and I am a certified holistic health coach. I'm known for helping women tap into their physical, mental, and spiritual greatness. I help you get unstuck, achieve sustainable wellness goals, and have peaceful balance in your life. On the Piece of Food Wellness Podcast, I discuss topics on holistic wellness, veganism, spirituality, and more. Get your peace. Peace, beautiful people, and welcome back to the Sisters of the Yam series on my podcast. We are going to jump right into chapter four, and I'm going to start with a quote. Overburdened and overextended. Stress is the body's response to carrying more than it can bear. When we are trying to do more than we can, confront more than we could possibly cope with in several lifetimes, we end up feeling that our lives are out of control, that we can only keep a hold on life by managing and controlling. So this chapter is called Knowing Peace, an End to Stress. So stress is one of those silent killers. It's called um, a silent killer for a reason because it is directly linked to a lot of lifestyle related diseases and can lead to premature, excuse me, premature death, um, lower quality of life. And those are all things that I think I try to prevent or teach about and it's directly connected to holistic healing and what we consume on a daily, um, on the daily. So what we consume on all levels, not just like food. And I always say that. So one of the first things I wrote down here was um, productivity equals our value and our worth. So why is it that sometimes we look at our productivity as our um, only value or worth? We've talked about this before previously in the, um, the work chapter, the chapter about um, overworking ourselves and especially black women over overworking ourselves and where that comes from. I talked about it in relation to my story of like feeling like I was a perfectionist and wanting to always be productive because um, I looked for like instant gratification. And I think a lot of us do. And a lot of us are programmed for that instant gratification, whether it's from winning awards or whatever. Not to say that those are bad things, but like in school, if you got stars for certain things, or like I talk about within generational trauma and inner child healing, if you have abandonment wounds or neglect wounds, you're going to want to look for like that external validation, that internal, excuse me, that instant gratification sometimes because you didn't have it growing up. So what does all that have to do with stress? Like productivity, we overwork ourselves, one, like this quote said, overburdened, overextended, um, 
stress is the body's response to carrying more than it can bear. So what does that mean for you? That means that sometimes you're saying yes when you should say no. Sometimes you are being overly productive when like you're ignoring uh, that you should rest or you think that resting is for lazy people. Um, You don't embrace Uh, quiet time possibly or solitude and it can then turn into self-sabotage which leads to more stress which leads to like I said lifestyle related diseases and what are some of those lifestyle related diseases Um, heart disease so things related to the heart to our circulation our blood Um, what else things related to our um, our minds, our heads, maybe you're getting migraines or headaches constantly. So all of these things are interconnected, right? That's why I teach holistic healing because one is connected to the other and we have to stop ignoring that. Um, so I asked a question, so this could be for you to journal. Do you know what it's like to live stress-free? So a lot of us, like this book talks about, like Bell Hooks talks about, is we live in survival mode. We're stuck in fight or flight. And that's what I talk about in connection to your root chakra. Maybe there's some things you need to heal around survival, um, around fight or flight, around your connection to Mother Earth, around your connection to uh, your motherly um, relationships. Um, So start to look at that, but journal, um, use that journal prompt today. Do you know what it's like to live stress-free? Another big thing that Bell Hooks points out is the need for control um, and its connection to stress and how that's like a huge power struggle and it's a huge cycle (laughs) that leads to more stress and more control, more stress, or more want of control or of things that are out of our control, essentially. So what is that power struggle and what does that look like? Um, If we're constantly pushing ourselves, if we're constantly needing to be in control of certain situations to feel safe, what does that look like? What does that mean? What's the root of all of that? Not just like the, the symptoms, what is the actual root of that um, want and need for total control? Another quote from the book, from this chapter is, we experience an ongoing impending sense of doom, constant anxiety and worry. Stress has invaded our lives and taken over. So ask yourself, Um, what are some things you need to let go of? We are entering into, I want to say it's Scorpio new moon. And when you're in the new moon phase, like what are some things you need to release and let go of that, um, are causing you constant anxiety, constant worry, constant stress, 
what are some things you need to release? So <clears throat> another question for you, I love giving you writing prompts and journal prompts and things to think about. Who is in control, you or stress? Who is in control, you or stress? Another writing prompt for you. What makes you feel empowered to break old patterns? What makes you feel empowered to break old patterns? So within the need for that control and the link to stress and that power struggle, are there any patterns with that that you need to release that you can see within yourself that you can look in the mirror and be like, oh, I need to let go of this old pattern. Maybe there's like an old pattern of blaming. So blaming then gets in the way of feeling that um, self-empowerment. So if you're putting all the power in someone else's hands, it takes it away from you. So what are some things you need to let go when you're blaming other people? What are some things you need to let go of when you have excuses? Because blame brings on more stress. Excuses bring on more stress. What are some things that you're fearful of? So all of these are possibly and probably more than likely old patterns within you. Sometimes they're patterns that you came up with for various reasons. Sometimes they're patterns that were projected onto you. Sometimes they're new patterns, sometimes they're old patterns, but whatever they are, the patterns that are holding you back, how can you um, have like a breakthrough of letting those go? What can you do to be like, okay, I can do this. I can take this first step in the right direction to break an old habit that's holding me back from feeling empowered. So remember, don't let um, that power struggle um, lead you down a path of like low self-esteem, low confidence, because that's going to hold you back and create more stress. So again, what makes you feel more powerful? What makes you feel less powerful? <clears throat> and like I said earlier, all of it's connected, right? That's what holistic health is. So when I was talking about stress is the hidden killer, the emotional stress leads to heart disease. And sometimes when we have like a broken heart from various things, that can lead to other um, other things that lead down the path of disease. Again, so it's like a cycle, broken heart, heart disease, emotional stress, um, power struggle. So heart chakra work is another huge thing. Like I mentioned earlier, um, root chakra work um, and heart chakra work is going to be important if you are dealing with a lot of stress in your life. And I'm gonna give you some um, other solutions towards the end of this episode as well to let go of stress. 
Also, if you missed it, go download, or if you haven't, go download the free Sisters of the Yam journal. It's only up into chapter three. I'm going to release the, a new journal this week for, the, uh, for chapter four and I think all the way up to chapter seven. So that will be a companion to following along with this book club. All right, moving on. So other things that Bell Hooks pointed out, because this book deals with the intersectionality of Black women in our experience, um, she talks about um, racism on the job, racism in white-centered spaces, so having the community and the neighborhoods to go back to where you were around your people was like, that safety, that uh, sigh of relief. And that's still true to, um, to this day. Uh, and sometimes that's the issue where when Black folks do create Black-centered uh, programs, Black-centered spaces to have that like safe space, I think it's all, it's misunderstood as like, oh, we want to keep other people out. We want to keep white people out. But the misunderstanding of that is it boggles my mind because a lot of times for us to feel safe, we do want to be in a diverse space. We don't always feel safe in white-centered spaces and that's why we do create our own things. So it has nothing to do with, oh, let's separate ourselves. No, let's create safe spaces. And then the diversity um, can happen, I guess, once we have our safe spaces. But it's very interesting. For me, I've been um, researching van life and things to do with like being a nomad and living off the grid for years. So uh, within the last few years, with the explosion of TikTok, I've been researching um, those things as well. And I came upon a video of like this van life meetup, which looked, it looked amazing, but there was no diversity. And when you're thinking about traveling the world, it's not always the first thing that comes to my mind, like, oh, like, um, should I be scared? However, it is something on my mind. Everyone has heard of sundown towns, and that's not something of the past. It's still something that exists. Maybe not, probably not as bad as before, obviously, but it still exists. And if I'm looking into traveling more, I need to know where um, I can be safe. And there's been plenty of times where this isn't only my story. Like if you are someone who is in the outdoorsy um realm of things like in and you're black so if you're into hiking cycling um things like that you know sometimes you've visited places where you've seen like confederate flags and stuff i know when me and my partner was driving somewhere to go hiking one day um there was a huge confederate flag close by and um 
I wasn't nervous, but it's just something to be aware of. Like, I'm not going to be paranoid 24-7. I'm just the type of person, like, I'm aware of my surroundings. I'm still going to enjoy myself and meet new people, but I'm aware. And I think that's just a big thing. And it's connected to um, the stress of, like, like uh, Bell Hooks points out, of being in white-centered spaces uh, that make you feel uncomfortable and not included. So anyway, moving on to uh, the next point. I wanted to point out, let's see, along with working, uh, feeling work racism or sexism, hustle culture, that's another huge um, topic that comes up all the time and it's something that I go back and forth on and it's something I think I just go through phases of like sometimes I'll work myself to death other times I feel like I need naps like five naps a day so for me it's different and I've experienced it with working in the service industry and working since I was 14 um, where it was that constant need to work and constant need to, um, like I said in the very beginning, be productive and be very productive. And I guess a thought to have like, okay, why do we connect everything to slavery? Well, because we still live in like a mental slavery society. And um, you may think otherwise, and that's fine. But I believe that it is deeply connected and especially when we look at epigenetics and generational trauma. That's why it's so fascinating to me because it can be in your blood. (laughs) Um, So like I said, connection to those patterns that we were talking about breaking earlier, Uh, the connection to capitalism and um, uh, in connection to hustle culture. Uh, And that makes it challenging because it's like, how can we win? Is it a catch-22? And especially where a lot of people are becoming entrepreneurs, but we still live in a capitalistic society. So it can be a a catch-22, but what are you planning? Are you planning on dropping out of society or are you planning on just sustaining yourself this way through capitalism, through your entrepreneurship. It's a lot to think about and it can be overwhelming. So don't add more stress like going crazy about it. But I think sometimes that's what a hustle culture produces. But again, on the other side of the coin, you can look at it as I guess hustle culture is okay if you're doing work that doesn't feel like work. You know what I mean? So if you're constantly creating music or food or art or um, books or whatever your avenue of creation is, like it may not feel like work, so this may not apply to you, but still get your rest, listen to your body. Um, let's see. Bell Hooks also points out um, a lot of times women having to work the second shift. So if a woman was working outside of the household, then she came home and also had to cook, clean, take care of kids, pets, yard, whatever. So make sure 
you are finding balance in your work and home. And sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we drop the ball and the balance is completely off. We're neglecting one side or the other. And um, yeah, just find ways that bring you balance and um, more peace. That's the ultimate goal, in my opinion. Another connection to that hustle culture and generational patterns is fighting the lazy myth. And you could be fighting that lazy black person myth um, in your, from your subconscious, like, um, or you could be fighting it <laughs> in a conscious sense too, like, oh, I got to show these people that I, I'm a good worker and I'm not like one of those um, lazy black people type things. That's another thing that a lot of people had to fight these stereotypes and is it continuing? Does it continue? And I think sometimes it does um, in the same sense that sometimes women have to work extra hard to prove themselves that they're not um, the underdog or lazy, same things, you know? Okay, <clears throat> excuse me. So another thing she talks about is boundaries. So she says, the point I want to make is that black people and black women in particular are so well socialized to push ourselves past healthy limits that we often do not know how to set protective boundaries that would eliminate certain forms of stress in our lives. So I love talking about boundaries because that's not something that I've always understood completely, not something that I practice all of my life. It's something that I had to learn. Um, and I'm so, it's something that I think always shifts in your life, depending on what's going on, depending on where you are, who you're with, and um, how close you grow to someone or how much you trust someone, etc. So boundaries are something that um, it's very important in all aspects of your life. And we talked about this in work versus wellness um, when we were speaking on, um, again, overworking yourself, um, making sure that your emotional and physical health is a priority over work. Uh, another pr uh, thing with protective boundaries is letting go of guilt, maybe when you say no. And that can deal directly with you being a people pleaser. I've talked about that a lot. So letting go of that guilt when you say no, um, because you're saying yes to yourself. Next is knowing your value and knowing your worth. Because remember earlier when I was saying like our productivity is equal to, we sometimes think it's equal to our value and worth. So if you are equating that, then do you know your value? Do you know your worth? Because that's what makes us stay places that they don't know our value and our worth. Next is what are your priorities? Because then that is what is going to help you form these healthy boundaries. So what are your priorities? Because boundaries have to do with you. Uh, so knowing that is essential because if you don't know what your priorities are, then you don't know 
the right boundaries to make, essentially. Um, seeking support and advice on these protective boundaries um, because this could help you. This could even help you with forming the right types of boundaries if you are um, seeking advice from the right people. Like I said earlier, making shifts in old patterns and again, heart chakra work. So next, moving on to, let's see. Oh, one of the main things I highlighted here is knowing when to quit is linked to knowing, knowing one's value. So that's what we said earlier or just a couple, a minute or so ago about knowing your value and knowing your worth. So what are the solutions? Like, how do you end stress? This chapter is called Knowing Peace and um, an end to stress. So what are the systems like, and this is the thing, what are like the systems to put in place to help you end stress? Um, knowing again, knowing what brings you stress. If you, if I just ask you right now, what are the top three things that are bringing you stress right now? I bet you could um, shoot it out. So write down the top three things that are bringing you stress. And with these solutions that I'm going to give you, choose one for the, your top three stressors and work on it this week. So visualizations. How can you visualize a different outcome, a different story? And, and visualization is connected to your imagination. And you can also connect this to meditation. This can be a form of meditation where you sit down, you think of your top stressor. So if your top stressor right now is, let's say you have a neighbor that you don't get along with, what is a way you can sit down in meditation and visualize a different story with your neighbor? Even if it's you don't interact with this neighbor, your schedules change and you never see each other. If that brings you less stress, then beautiful. That's your visualization. So you sit there and you visualize walking into your home. You don't see your neighbor. You, you see your neighbor from across the street and they're nice and they wave to you. They don't cause you stress. You come out of your house, you're walking to your car, you're the only one outside, the breeze is flowing, the sun is shining, you get into your car, you turn on your music, you put on your seatbelt, you drive away, you can visualize that, or you can visualize your neighbor uh, sending you a letter, apologizing about something, and inviting you over for dinner like so make a new story if that's one of your um top three stress stressors in your life number two is sit down and do a life survey and within that life survey make a little plan so if your number two stressor 
in your life right now has to deal with your job, sit down and ask yourself questions about your job. So do I love my job? What brings me stress in this job? Is it my coworkers? Is it my manager? We talked about this on another episode. So once you survey that part of your life, what's your plan? Because you can do two things, change your perspective on what's going on there or change your environment. And so it's up to you. So are you ready to make a jump to a new job or are you ready to sit down with like HR and have some um, mediation? So make a plan, and this doesn't have to be an elaborate big plan. It can just be some simple steps like you have a mantra when someone stresses you out at work. So you're you're saying this mantra in your head, I am patient, I am patient in your head over and over and over. One of my, me and one of my coworkers used to do that at one of the restaurants I worked at years ago. But just um, come up with a simple plan. Sometimes it does get overwhelming when you're thinking about making these shifts. But if you do it in small little pieces, it becomes less stressful. And you have something to like kind of look forward to. I know when I make goals for myself, it makes me feel um, excited to have something to look forward to and to work towards. Another solution is... um, Knowing that living well is your birthright. And I feel like I had something to read in connection to this solution. And if I can't find it, I will keep moving along. But it is your birthright to live well. And by that, that just means having a good quality of life. Is it always easy to have a stress-free life and um, have this perfect life, especially with all these crazy things happening in the world? No, but guess what? We can make these different shifts in our life to um, to have a more positive look out, look, outlook on life and to shift these patterns that are, ho- that are holding us back like we were talking about earlier. And not in that way where you're ignoring these, your so-called bad feelings. You are going to, sometimes it's going to be a roller coaster. But when you are on that path of, okay, I know how to pick myself up. I know the tools I need. I know the solutions I can go towards. Then it becomes easier, you know. Another thing is, like I said, positive thinking And Bell Hooks talks about um, positive thinking here. This says, it is healthy to give expression to a wide range of emotions. This is a form of positive thinking, an action that can dramatically reduce stress. So even when we have these so-called negative feelings, if we're crying about something, once we're shedding these tears where we can look at it as we released something, we let something go, we let it flow, we didn't hold back. 
So that's a, a, a positive flip on the situation um, of a so-called negative situation. So don't let your, um, don't let your emotions become stagnant. She says, bottling up emotions intensifies stress. So we have to let those emotions flow. We have to let those emotions go. So this is in no way telling you to be like this toxic, positive person where it's like um, you're only supposed to be happy 24-7 and have this weird smile plastered on your face 24-7. No. However, can you flip these situations? Again, just like I talk about with negative self-talk. Next is um, looking for role models. This can be anyone around you, um, a celebrity, which uh, <laughs> it depends on what kind of celebrity, I guess. Um, but um, look for role models that can help end stress, whether that is modeling after someone who is um, someone like myself, a coach, um, modeling after someone who is a motivational speaker, uh, an author, um, someone on TV, a YouTube person, whatever, finding role mod models to help you relieve stress. Um, Self-help books are another great solution. And meditation, of course, which I talked about in relation to visualization. So now that you have those tools and we went through this chapter, let me see if there's anything, any other quotes that I had here. Let's see. One of the main, or what she ends this chapter with is that is very important is we need to believe that it's possible. So you have to first believe that it's possible to relieve the stress in your life. You have to first believe um, that it's possible that there are solutions, that you can shift some of these behaviors, and not just think that you have to be in that survival mode, that fight or flight, and that your life has to be stressful all the time. So if you are finding these, asking yourself these questions that I've given you, kind of taking that time to do a life survey, if you're following along with this book, amazing. Um, but be on the lookout for the next Free journal that I'll have for you. And I hope this chapter, um, I hope you connected with this chapter uh, because stress is something that all of us need to work on relieving. We need to release it because it is connected to so many things, like I said. So find your stress relievers. Um, maybe I'll do an upcoming series on like some herbs and um, some other natural ways to release stress. Look out for my upcoming self-care challenge. I'm going to email that and that's going to be on my Instagram and TikTok too. But I'm going to do a self-care challenge. That should be fun. I haven't um, come up with if it's going to be five or seven days, but challenges are always fun and I haven't done one in a while. So that will be fun. 
Um, check out my website for one-on-one -on -one coaching. If you're someone who you just don't know where to start in your holistic healing journey, you don't know where to start on your spiritual um, path, work one-on-one -on -one with me so we can dive deep and I can give you um, a solid plan to work out um, all of the different kinks that you may have in different parts of your life. Uh, so one-on-one -on -one coaching, check out my eBooks, check out my journals, uh, and check out my courses on my website as well. So I hope you have a blessed day and speak to you soon. Peace.